0: Foundations.
1: That's because this is scripture, this That's is right. truth. God is saying, I'm coming, I'm going to be with you. And just to confirm, yes, I'm going to come, I'm going to be a king, my kingdom's going to last forever. The man born is going to be mighty God, eternal father.
0: Foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In the last program, we learned about how the ancient Jewish sages actually believed that the Mashiach, the Redeemer of Israel, would be born without the means of a biological father and therefore would have his paternity from God. After Jesus was born and died and was resurrected and the subsequent persecution and hatred by the church against Jews became rabid, it caused the Jewish world to reject Jesus outright and to alter their beliefs and expectations of who their Mashiach would be. This brought the claim then that the very concept of God having a son was nothing more than pagan mythology.
1: And the truth is, if you look through um, a lot of pagan mythology, you actually do find this concept of gods having relations with Mm -hmm. human beings and babies being born to them. Or you learn about these men who did great exploits or something and then were elevated to a position of becoming a god or a god-man or something Mm. like that. You do see that. But that doesn't mean that what is expressed in Scripture mirrors that, Mm. not even a little bit. I would even go so far as to say that it's a perversion to actually distort from the truth of Scripture, to try to dismiss it. Personally, I think it's a lie of the enemy to try to deceive people. That's just my own personal view. But we were also uh, last time looking at the um, the research of Dr. Itan Bar from One for Israel. Again, I want to really recommend this website and his teaching because he's very, very good. And he he clarified what Messianic Jews believe and don't believe regarding the concept of God having a son. And or, or God becoming a man through a series of questions that He asked, which we sort of covered last time. Hmm.
0: So they're all uh, questions that basically can have a one-word answer, which is nice and easy. But they are: Do we believe that a man can suddenly become God? No. Do we believe that a certain man in history was promoted and became God? No. Can God reveal Himself to humanity in any way He chooses? Mm-hmm. Yep. If God created us in His image and likeness, would it be inappropriate? that at some point of time in history, he would want to reveal himself to us in human form. Yeah, yeah. Is this a biblical concept? Of course. Did the Jews who lived before the time of Jesus believe that God can reveal himself as a human? Yeah. And did the Jews before Jesus expect the Messiah to be the Son of God?
1: And last time we said yes, and we, we got quotes from the Midrash, mm. so we were able to see that. But we really want to look at other scriptures, because it's one thing to have a quote from a um. um, um a sacred writing, but what does Scripture actually say?
0: And of course, one verse that we've been uh, quoting a lot during this series is Isaiah seven fourteen, and it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel.
1: Yeah, and we spent a number of programs going through that. So if you didn't hear those, go back and listen to the podcast because they're really, really interesting stuff. But then this is one of my favorites too, and this is Isaiah chapter 9. And this is another Christmas card. Well, a little bit of this is a Christmas card. It's funny how the rest of it always seems to get forgotten about.
0: Yeah, so it's uh, Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor.
1: Now that sounds like a human being, mm-hmm. right? Sounds like a yeah. physical baby is born, a child is raised, he becomes uh, a king, and he's a good king. He's a Wonderful Counselor. Yeah. And then it goes on.
0: That's right. Well, it goes on to uh, give some very godlike uh, descriptions where it says his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, mm-hmm. Eternal Father, <laughs> Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this.
1: Okay, so he said in Isaiah chapter 7 that he was coming, Mm -hmm. God with us. Yeah. And then he confirmed it in greater detail in chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. But he didn't just say, yeah, 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 I'm definitely coming. He says that this boy that would be born would be a great king wonderful counselor, mighty God, Mm. eternal father, prince of peace. Can I just say that Isaiah was one of the greatest prophets that Israel ever had, loved, revered, respected. His prophecies are amazing. How did they not consider this blasphemy to say that a man was actually God, eternal father? That's because this is scripture. This is truth. Mm -hmm. God is saying, I'm coming, I'm going to be with you, And just to confirm, yes, I'm going to come, I'm going to be a king, my kingdom's going to last forever. The man born is going to be mighty God, eternal father, Mm. prince of peace. That's amazing.
0: That's right. So Isaiah either gets stoned for blasphemy or his writings are confirmed. That's right. But you can't pick and
1: choose the bits you like and discard the others. You Mm. can't do that. So true. It is. Now, here's one of my favourite Psalms is Psalm 2. You're not going to read the whole lot of it, but I, I would just like to focus on a couple of verses. So this is Psalm 2. And this is God speaking about how he will deal with the nations who are going to try to overthrow him and his son. So what he says is this, As for me, I've installed my king upon Zion, my holy mountain. I'll surely tell of the decree of the Lord. And he said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. You shall break them with a rod of iron, and you shall shatter them like earthenware. Now, the argument here by most people saying, Yeah, but it's talking about King David. Mm. Well, I beg to differ because this is about the Mashiach, all right, and the whole of the the nations of the earth wanting to overthrow God and his anointed. Mm. Well, the whole earth at that point when David was king wasn't under the yoke of David. The whole earth wasn't. And not only that, David never inherited the nations of the entire world during his reign. And God never claimed that David was begotten of God. That's right. I mean, he was, his dad was Jesse and his mum was.
0: Jesse. <laughs> Mrs. Jesse.
1: He was not begotten of God. Yep. That's and right. And can I also say this that this description of a ruler ruling the nations with a rod of iron is only given to one person. That's right. And that was Jesus in Revelation 2, Revelation 12, and Revelation 19. Yeah, That's the only other person given that description. Okay, so I want to finish with one more scripture.
0: Yeah, so this is Proverbs uh, chapter 30, verse 4. It says, Who has ascended into heaven and and descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has wrapped the waters in his garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name or his son's name? Surely you know.
1: Oh, now this is God saying, what is God's name? Because obviously God is the author of Scripture. Yeah. So what is God's name and what is God's son's name? Mm. Surely you know. Hello, <laughs> he's already told. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so Dr. Etan Bar, when he takes this verse, he, he breaks it into five different subjects, which is what's listed here. One, who has ascended to heaven and come down again? Who is that? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Not David,
0: Mm.
1: not Solomon, not Moses, not Isaiah, who has wrapped up all the waters of the world in his pocket, who has established the universe and continues to maintain all of the laws of nature.
0: Mm.
1: What is his name and what is his son's name?
0: Surely you know.
1: Surely you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is (laughs) a great verse.
1: Isn't that fantastic? And
0: it it couldn't possibly be a human, could it? Because, I mean, those sorts of descriptions aren't human activities. No.
1: And yet, we're talking about one who would be born, that God would be born, who would Mm. take on the image and likeness that we understand to be that redeemer that mankind needs. So, fully God, fully man, Mm. and to live amongst us. Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Eternal Father, the Mighty God. Mm. How many more titles can there be? Well, actually, I remember when we did the names yes. of God and there are innumerable yeah. names. And then we squish all of that down and we say, what's his name? And his name is Yeshua. And what does Yeshua mean? It means salvation.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Isn't that just, don't, don't you find that breathtaking? I love that. It
0: is wonderful. And on the next program, we're going to look at the incarnation of Yeshua but look at it from a Jewish perspective. We'll do that next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations.